0: Considering a buyer's agent, visit Edwardspropertyco.com.au. This is SEN Saturdays in the Southeast with Jake Edwards and Jason Matthews. It's all about health, wealth, and footing.
1: It certainly is. And welcome to another Saturday morning edition of Saturdays in the Southeast. Hello to our listeners through SENQ, 6.93 a.m. in Brizzy and 1620. AM on the Gold Coast. Those listening through uh, the SEN app, welcome to you. It's another big weekend of sport around the southeast. We'll get to that real soon. Jake Edwards, welcome, my friends. Very good. Saturday morning to you. Jason, how are you going? Yeah, I'm pretty happy. Um, You're in the Gold Coast studio, I'm in the Brisbane studio, and I've discovered pizza in the fridge. (laughs) I know. I will be getting, mate, there is nothing better. And I invite our listeners to participate, 457 736 736. There is nothing better, nothing better than cold Saturday morning pizza. Go hey, ma- ahead. Hey, mate, I, I want to ask you
2: a question about the NRL. Okay? Okay. Mm-hmm. Now, I've been following the storm for uh, quite a while, being a Melbourne boy, and mm-hmm. there's one rule I-, I can't get my head around. So, w- you know, when there's a-, there's a penalty given on the field, Mm-hmm. And generally, the fullback will kick it
1: out of out of play, or any play, halfback
2: or yeah, halfback. Yeah yeah, right. yeah, yeah, yeah. So where that ball crosses a line, that's where they move the plays up to take the touch from, right? Yeah. Why well, why can't why can't they kick it further, and they then go can. from that position? Or how come sometimes they only
1: kick it ten meters? Uh that's just what they do sometimes. Maybe they they they've got a preferred attacking position. Oh, I'm not sure, mate. Oh, so it's so, it's actually strategic as to why they do that. Yeah,
2: it? yeah, yeah. Or it's just a crap kick. Yeah. Okay. Can so we... I'm, I'm sitting there going, okay. You, you Let's say they're thirty meters out from their own line, mm-hmm. and sometimes they kick it ten meters forward, and I'm like, I don't it, get that.
1: Yeah. Is there a rule? I just thought there might have no. been a, a restriction. Kick it as far as you like, mate. As long as you don't kick it into the in-goal area and it goes dead, that's fine. Oh my as my long as you kick it out, that's fine. That makes no
2: sense to me at all. Why no, I don't it. get
1: those short kicks either, mate. I just, yeah. uh, I, I can't work that out either. But, uh, mate, the other thing I can't work out, we'll probably talk to one of our guests about this today, is the stupid hip drop rule at the moment.
2: <laughs> yeah. Uh, Pat Carrigan. Carrigan, mm. Oh, yeah. Paddy
1: Carrigan. Sin binned on Thursday night. Daddy Vass, our producer, is upset here. He hasn't shut up about it. It's now Saturday. And he's still banging on about Absolutely it. Absolutely ridiculous, boys. <laughs> yeah, I know, Daddy. Daddy, <laughs> he, calm down.
2: He's very unlucky. The momentum swung him around the
1: back oh, but of the... that's not what the rule was brought in for a couple of years ago. What's he Jake? meant to do? The bloke's three hundred kilos. He can't just fall off like Daddy. He... this show is about health, wealth, and footy. And I'm but judging I'm by up. your face at the moment, <laughs> your wealth is your health is not good. All right, so yeah, just I'll I'll pipe, I'll pipe down, boys. Just calm down a little bit. No, nah, look, I. It, the reason the rule was brought in, Jake, was it was to stop a like a, a second or third man coming in while players standing there and just trying to, you know, drop their hip onto his legs and break legs and ankles and all that sort of stuff. This is not happening in a lot of instances mm-hmm. this year. I thought that refereeing, and I can say it because I'm not going to get fined, was the worst I've seen, and and I'll never stop watching rugby league. But I will tell you something: it's turning people off the game.
2: It it just makes it hard to watch for people who aren't into the game already. And I'll tell you another thing that they should be doing to promote the game better is that um, the penalties that are given live on TV, the commentators need to describe it a little bit better for those that are watching who have never watched a game before. Like, some penalties are given that I've got no idea as to what's even going on. Yes.
1: So, you know, we should have two two lots of commentary. One where... You know, you got your Gus and your Joey's, and all of them are on Thursday night, and then you have one for the dummies, so, <laughs> That's definitely me. so or Victorians. Oh, I get what you're saying. Say, hey, so I, if you I, if you don't understand the game, uh, switch it. over to our dummy call. <laughs>
2: I, I on you, nine life, just on the, just on that. Yeah, you know what they should yes. do with golf as well. I watch a lot of well, golf, as I know you do yeah. as well, Jace. What yeah. they need to start doing is actually identifying the club that the player has taken yes. out of the bag yes. and before they're lying. So as a viewer, you're sitting there going, I wonder what iron he's hitting now and why. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, I just don't
1: get why they don't do that. Mate, yeah, and their they're pitching wedges go as far as my driver. Correct. It's, it's, so I'll just end up upset. Hey, today's show, former St Kilda player David Armitage uh, currently playing at Palm Beach. Well, not currently playing because he's injured. He'll join us. Uh, Jackie's going to give us the pros and cons of auctions and off-market buying. Um, we'll chat about mental well-being and we'll preview what's happening uh, around the southeast uh, this weekend. There's a lot going on. Magic Round last weekend was superb. And the Lions are in action this weekend. We'll get to all of that. This is Saturdays in the southeast with Jason Matthews and Jake Edwards
0: on SCN. Back with more in a moment. Considering a buyer's agent, visit edwardspropertycode.com.au. This is SEN Saturdays in the Southeast. It's all about health, wealth and footy. Nab AFL OzKick is back. Register at play.afl slash Ozkick. This is Saturdays in the Southeast on SEN. Yeah,
1: hello. Welcome back to the show. If you're listening on SCNQ 693am in Brizzy or uh, SCN 1620am on the Gold Coast, Jason Matthews and Jakey Edwards here this morning for Saturdays to Southeast. I've just got a question to ask you, Jakey. I've just, I'm in our Brisbane studio this morning. You're in our Gold Coast one and there's leftover cold pizza in the fridge. I've smashed four (laughs) slices this morning. Um, That's all right. Saturday, right? That's what... Cold pizzas for. Did we have a? Did we have a guy on the show last
2: week? The PT <laughs> giving you some tips, mate. Not to. Uh, I've forgotten them. Oh yeah, how'd you, oh,
1: we'll,
2: we'll we'll cover it, I'm sure later on, mate. Just about magic round and all those type of things. Oh, but, it
1: was so good. Yeah, yeah, it was nice. Let's talk about the AFL and the local footy right now, though, and the disappointment. Um, that me being a Swan supporter, those dirty Collingwood supporters... don't you uh, jump on the bandwagon. bandwagon, bandwagon. A little bit of booing's not going to
2: hurt anyone, surely.
1: Yeah, but I don't trust it when it comes from those Collingwood supporters. (laughs) And how do you boo with no teeth? Seriously. (laughs) Is that hard? Actually, let's bring in our special guest. He played over, what, 169 games for St Kilda. He's now running around at Palm Beach... He's probably wishing he's not, uh, given their form this year. Uh, David Armitage, come in, mates. How are you? I'm oh, very well, thank you, mate. I wouldn't say running, more limping. Yeah, well, there's that. Mate, what, what do you make of these Collingwood supporters? Oh, I reckon they are, They are. Oh, I don't want to go too hard, but uh, I wouldn't socialise with them. Is this something, did you cop a lot of booing from them in particular when you were playing for the Saints? No, nah, mate, I wasn't a good enough player. <laughs> <There you> go. <laughs> Only the big so, dogs get booed. So you reckon before Jake gets into there? Well, uh, so you reckon this has got no, no racial uh, undertones at all? Given the history with Adam Goods, you just think they're booing Buddy because he's a he's a great player, he's the Swan Star player. Do you think that's the reason? Yeah, and I think as soon as the media give it some um, some
3: juice, then people are going to jump on. Um, and you know what? Most of the fans think it's wrong, but there's going to always be a minority that boo, no matter. Mm which team you support or, or, or which plays you don't like um you're gonna get booed so it's just it's just I suppose magnified now that the media have jumped on and stopped booing Bard, and it's just gonna keep happening now the same Jake. as goodsy but yeah, I, yeah, I, yeah okay. I'm not fully you know how however they feel whether they think it's racist or not then it then you know they've got every right to think that um but yeah I, I just think um, personally my opinion is, once you magnify something like that and it's put out there, they're going to keep doing it.
1: Before, before Jake, before you, I mean, you would never booed. Uh, you're too good looking uh, to be booed in your five games for Carlton. I've got to say, mate, you actually have to play you've got to play a few games. People have to know your, your number to start with, but then hey, mate, who you, you are. Got you, yeah, you got there. You got there. Who? Uh, I want to ask you again, in your 169 games for St Kilda, David, who were, who were the worst fans? Uh, Port Adelaide. Really, no, hands yeah. down,
3: yeah. yeah. I remember I played before I got drafted. I played in a, um, a curtain raiser um, in Adelaide. We were the AIS for so Australia versus Ireland, and um, we we're walking in in our suits, and we were getting spat on by Port Adelaide supporters. <laughs> what? Yeah, <They're> always seventeen. <laughs> yeah, seventeen. They thought we were the opposition team. They were spitting on us. So mate, we, we're playing the curtain raiser. It's back in the. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'll never forget it. They spat on us. They spat on our shoes. It's back in the old Adelaide Oval yeah, days too. Yeah, that's uh, when it was. Yeah, yeah they, the were, old mate, they were ferals, and I'll never forget it. Um, <laughs> yeah, and even when you come off there, they're just yeah, they're they're feral.
1: Fantastic. <laughs>
2: hey, so when we um we we look at the recent incident this week, David, with the the young man flying back to spoil the foot. You seen the he get suspended for a couple of weeks for that incident trying to spoil the football against the the Melbourne player, the Gold Coast Suns. Uh, I had no. I haven't. I haven't, you haven't seen that. No, nah, I haven't seen it. So during the week, you I've heard it? about it, Jason. You would have seen it, mate, where the um, gold or gold, oh, well, the Melbourne Demons player was running back to try and spoil the ball and mm. and collected the Gold Coast Suns guy trying to take a mark, but mm. he's no swinging arm or anything like that. Mm. Took him out accidentally in mm. play, trying to contest, trying to punch the ball, collect him with his his bicep mm. more so than his yeah. his forearm and his fist. What I'm getting to here, mate, is there's this big conversation at the moment around concussion. Mm. Uh, you yourself had some challenges at the back end of your yeah. your career mm-hmm. with concussion. Well, where do you stand on all that at the moment with the AFL and and how things are looking?
3: That's probably an overreaction from the um, the bloke from Collingwood who went back with the flight late in that Adelaide game and mm. you know copped a broken nose and there was no free kick or anything. Yeah, it's always every week with with the AFL. It's um, there's a there's a theme and, and umpires and umpiring departments will jump on it um and and then react and and you know so, sometimes they're they're mountains out of molehills um most weeks i think um but in terms of concussion yes obviously very very serious um the thing that they've brought in now with with missing a game the week after i think it's really good um but yeah it's always with the afl and 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 the the um, you know, Michael Christian and the guys that look at it, um, it's always been outcome based rather than, mm. you know, you can you can go to throw a punch at someone and miss him, and you go, oh, you missed him, so it's you know a fine. But if you connect with him, you you get mm. six weeks. So it's always been outcome based, yep. um, on 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 concussion. But yeah, certainly, you know, the way that the game is, it's um, it's so fast and and brutal that it's it's going to happen. There's going to be instances in the game. Accidentally where they're going to happen and and that's mm. just part of playing a contact sport. I believe
2: at what point do We as players wanting to play this game at the elite level, mm. which is faster They're tougher. Mm. They're more courageous than they've ever been. Yeah At what point do us as players put our hands up and say I, I understand what i'm walking into here. I I acknowledge the risk mm. And concussion may happen during my career uh, do we need to get to a point at the moment where players coming in sign? Some kind of
3: contract? Um, yeah, potentially, potentially, because like I've been through it, right? And when I was younger, I, I was bullet a gate. I didn't have a family, um, didn't have a missus. <laughs> I just, mm. I may, I would put my head over the footy and run into a brick wall. Um, and then if I got hit, I'd get up and want to keep playing. Yep. Um, so you got to take it out of the players' hands when, when accidents and instances happen. I believe because. You know, you see it too often. You're paid to go out there and, and be a bit of a cannonball and a kamikaze guy. So, um, yeah, mate, it's a, it's a really tough one. But I reckon maybe with everything going on with, with the older players coming out and the lawsuits and all that, that it, it, you probably will look that will come into play whether you when you sign a contract an AFL contract that there will be some sort of concussion clause in there. Mm.
1: Can I can I just say though the AFL I, I've i watched both codes a more rugby league than mm. than than AFL but, geez you guys get away with a lot more physical contact than the rugby league boys. I mean spare a thought for them at the moment. We saw a ridiculous. Uh, hip drop. And no doubt Daddy Vass has probably been whinging about oh, it all you morning have seen this night. Yeah. It, <laughs> oh. it was horrendous. You
2: should have seen him this
1: morning, Jase. It was really bad, that one, on Carrigan. Like, yeah. like, seriously, le- at least your officials let the game flow, mm. you know, and stops. they're not stopping and starting. I think the NRL, mm. uh, you got to try and find that fine line, boys. I think the NRL have gone too far. Yeah. It's getting uh, hard I, to watch, to be honest. NRL. Absolutely it is, mate. Really and I reckon – I reckon it's doing the referee's heads in. I mean, yep. a hip drop was two blokes have stopped the momentum of a player, then a third person or one person, someone comes in Buckles. and then drops
2: their yep. hip. Hey, Jason, I'll, I'll put this to you, all right? I have no doubt, okay, that the big Melbourne Storm front rower
1: for Solomona, yeah.
2: Yeah, I'll let you pronounce it. But, he ham- he yeah. hammed it up. He hammed th- it up i have got no 100%. doubt at all. And I, I've got no and why Absolutely. And the reason is because you know that the opposition is going to be one man down yep. for the next 10 minutes. Exactly. So I've got absolutely no issue yeah. at all knowing or thinking that the coaching staff or the club say to the players, if you're in that position, um, you know, as a victim in that, in that instance, just... Play it out. Just make it seem like it's a bit worse than what it is.
1: And oh, they're, absolutely. Yeah, they're coached. Yeah. They're coached to do that. And and I just hope, David and Jake, I just hope the AFL doesn't go the path of the NRL where they're over-cautious. And it, mm. and it just wipes the best players out of the game. Like, luckily, Carrigan's not going to face any charges or any suspension for that. Mm. It's been it was thrown out. But I just go, please, we want to see our best players on the field. It's a contact sport. And it, and injuries happen. Accidents yeah. happen.
3: Uh, they, 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 there is a to a certain extent with the bump in AFL. The bump was always a major part, and you know yeah. you could legally shoulder charge, and and you know as long as you didn't jump off the ground or hit them high, it was it was sort of play on. But but guys now were, uh, yeah, they, they, you know you go to bump someone hard and you just get it wrong, um, and mm. and there's you can even get them in the shoulder and they get a whiplash. They yeah. they fall on the ground. The umpire will call a free kick and report you, even though. You know, you're, you're bigger and stronger and you hit the guy at pace. Um, mm. yeah. And, you know, whether it's not even high, they'll they'll call a free kick and report you. Well, the thing I'm scared for
2: now, th- there's a progression here. There's the bump mm. and now we've got the tackle. Sling tackle, yeah. And now we've got this incident that's happened during the week with the young Melbourne player. Mm. And then what's going to happen next, which I'm petrified about for our great game, is that if you're in a marking contest just jumping up, protecting yourself with a knee, mm. and your knee happens to hit your opponents It's, or, it's even, probably coming, isn't it? The it's, specky. It's it'll just, take it out of it. Yeah. Yeah, it's, yeah. It's scary to think that. I grew up in the backyard with the rolled mm. up mattress, jumping yep. on it, taking speckies, mm. And yeah, it, it's concerning, mate. I'm not too mm. sure exactly where we're
1: going to end up with all this. And can I just suggest to you, don't call any foul play after a food like chicken wings. I mean, you don't know how hungry <laughs> us blokes get while watching the footy. Yeah. Hey, David, what the hell's going on at uh, Palm Beach and what's going on with you, mate? They're, they're struggling a bit this year. I mean, flogged by the mighty Labrador a couple of weeks ago. and I mean, Labrador had a great win on the weekend again, mm. but um, yeah, certainly not the not the side we're used to seeing uh, Palm Beach at the moment. No, that's right. Um, I will say
3: one thing: the competition is really strong. Um, Queensland footy, you know, even back in two thousand and six, when I when I played here for Morningside two thousand five. Sorry, it was. Um, you know, the standard was good then, um, but I think it's gone to a, a new level coming back up, seeing the ex-AFL you know, blokes, the, the VFL blokes that are up here. Um, it is really strong, so you have to be on your game. And unfortunately, we had sort of an interrupted pre-season. We had a, we had a coach that that, um, that left. Um, uh, and, yeah, so I would sort of bring it down to, to, to a bit of our pre-season preparation, fitness-wise, game plan, that kind of thing. Certainly... Hindered us and then, you know, we've got a really good team. We've got the cattle. It's just we're not gelling. Um, I'm injured. We lost our Ruckman, Johnny Crowe, snapped his tib-fib in the first 30 seconds and we lost a few with with calves and, and hammies. So, um, Frawley, How, how's he going? Yeah, good. He's yeah. really, really important when he plays. Yep. Obviously, he's got um, Gold Coast Suns VFL that he does. He's an assistant coach there. So he misses, um, you know, every sort of second, second week. But he's vital for us down there because he's – We've got a really solid back line, but there are a lot of quiet blokes and, and they're not really vocal. Mm. Um, so Chipper, when he comes in, he really steadies the ship. Um, and, you know, I've been playing up forward and, and the same thing. We've got a pretty quiet team. Um, yeah, we're, we're going – we're nowhere near where we want to be uh, and we've got too much talent um, on the park, even still with, with the injuries that we got, to, to not be um, giving it a red-hot go. We, we, I mean, Broadbeach on the weekends, we, we were up by two, three goals at half time. They lost. They lost a the bloke. Um, that, so, sorry, they lost four blokes. They had seventeen Jeez. on the field, yeah. and they kicked ten goals on us in the wow. third quarter. So, blokes thought, you know what? They've got to. Maybe they filled their boots. Um, no one defended. Yeah. No one played on anyone, and they kicked ten goals on us. And, and we, you know, you get what you get in footy. So, For sure. For sure. Um, yeah, just you know, key quarters and, and halves of quarters are, are really letting us down, and oppositions are putting
2: way too much on us. So, Dave, you've come up from Victoria, um, as myself, a couple of years ago, mm-hmm. and uh, you played for the mighty Bond Beach Sharks down yeah. there and uh, the MPFNL. And yep, what's the biggest notice you've you've seen from those different competitions? Like, well, I know when I came up, I was actually mm. surprised by the standard of, of football up here. I yep. was expecting it not to be as strong down in Victoria, but mm-hmm. I realised pretty Snob. quickly there's a lot, <laughs> there's actually a lot of expats playing. Yeah, and there's... the standard was pretty high.
3: Yeah, absolutely. I think. I think there's a lot of younger guys playing down south. I mean, and obviously a lot of ex-guys and, and a lot of guys that um, are, are trying to make it. But, um, yeah, when, when winter hits and the grounds are boggy, especially Bomb Beach, mate, it's oh, an yeah. absolute cow paddock. <laughs> it's cold. Um, you sink down, which helps me because I'm not fast, right? So I can <laughs> sort of get through the ground pretty quick. But, um, yeah, up here it's, it's, it's a lot faster paced. Um contested still really tough um and then you know the, the ball use is pretty good on the outside which is which is really surprising so mm. um there's not much difference between the two levels i, I would say yeah. um but yeah when hit, winter hits down there it's a lot slower footy oh, it, it's sideways ama- rain and
2: it, it's amazing i got so maddie suckling plays with me at cooper right. uh, and him and i bet same age 34 35 and mm. I've got no doubt at all that this weather up here has extended our career by another year, (laughs) two years, you know. Absolutely. Because back in in Frankston area, and so Jason Bond Beach is down Franger, down that that side of uh, the coast, and that wind coming off the water there gets pretty cold, and I'm from Ballarat. So, yeah, she's a very different, mate, climate up here. Oh, that's stupid, mate. If I was... Still down in Melbourne, I wouldn't have played this year. No, no, no doubt, way. no chance. <laughs> it's funny, I, I actually look at the Instagrams of the Ballarat Football League and a couple of weeks ago it was a top of eight. I think it was raining yeah, no, coming oh, in oh, sideways. That's so no oh, good. It's not no fun at all. For
1: hey, it's cold here at the moment, don't worry about that. That's I think beautiful. we get down to 13 or 15 degrees. Hey Dave, we've got to let you go, we're running of time. It's been great having you in the studio and I'd love to get you back in to talk about uh, the quaffle again one day. So we've hardly touched on that. Yep. Just quickly, wh- I'm really interested for those who play footy on the weekend who have got a balanced family and jobs. What do you do for a crust? Mate, mate yeah, I've, I've actually
3: had five, nearly six months off. I haven't worked since I've been up here. I've really been enjoying life up here with the kids and, and the misses, which has been great. Um, but, yeah, I've, I've, um, I've accepted a role with um, Choice Homes, who are at a Paradise Point up there. Um, oh, yeah. So, they're a volume builder, a home builder. Um, yep. And so, anyone looking to uh, invest, um, buy. Yeah, and mm. buy in the uh, property market because the tide will turn, it's already started to turn. Interest rates will peak soon. Um, and once they do, I think we'll see an influx of people
1: wanting to buy again. So. I'm gathering you're in sales by that pitch. And, oh, mate, you're at the good end of the coast yes, too, mate. Yes,
2: that's right, I, mate. That's right. So hit me up. It was funny because yeah, Jason owns half the northern Gold Coast,
1: mate, because he owns <laughs> about six, prop- six yeah, properties Yeah, right. Up it's there, getting right. more and more, David, each time. <laughs> but how did he get into our turf, though, Jake, without even you know talking to us mayors? <laughs> that's exactly right. You have to run that well, by Jason, mate. Oh, mate, oh, you mate. You have to oh, put an application in. i yeah, that's
3: not right. Se- I'm not selling. I'm, I'm, I'm going to be a BDM. Um, right, okay. So I'll, I'll manage the sellers, basically. <laughs> oh, beautiful. Look at you, the big dog. The big dog. <laughs> Sounds good.
1: Hey, mates. Uh, great to have you uh, living on the Gold Coast and um, and great to have you a part of Saturdays in the southeast, mate. We'd love to get you back on in a couple of weeks, just talk a bit more footy. And uh, and you're enjoying retirement, well, semi-retirement, and hopefully we'll see you running around for Palm Beach soon. David Armitage, thanks for your time, mate. Thanks for having me, guys. out. round seven fixtures uh, now before we go to a break. Jake, uh, Noosa versus Sherwood. Who wins? Uh, well, mate, it's a battle of the bottom of the ladder there, so mm. I'm going to, I'm going to get on top. Snooze fest. Yeah. Get on Noosa, I think. For that I was one. talking to someone today and I thought, imagine playing Noosa, hanging out in Hastings Street where the opposition's probably wearing a Marnie and white boots. <laughs> they said, no, it's actually feral. Is that true? Are the supporters in Noosa feral?
2: Uh, look, it's very, like, have you been in the ground up there before? No, I haven't. haven't. It sits on the outside of Noosa, so it's not off Hastings Hastings Street. Street, um, yeah, I know. Where a lot of the Southerners might come up and enjoy themselves with. So, yeah, I couldn't tell you, but, oh, look, you know, it's still Noosa at the end of the day, isn't it?
1: Yeah, that's right. So, (laughs) uh, it's overpriced. Uh, Aspley versus Macravats. Who Uh, Aspley. Morningside, Maruchador, Morningside. Morningside got done, as we know, last week. So, uh, yeah, I think Morningside will come back. How about this? The, the Battle game. of the Goldie. Yeah. Broadbeach versus Labrador. Broadbeach should get the job done, but, mate, Labrador have been impressive the last two weeks. Yeah. E- yes, against weakened opposition, but they got the job done and got it done well.
2: Yeah, I think the Cats will get it done, mate, but uh, yeah, it'll be a real close game for sure. You reckon it will be close or are yeah. you just saying that to no, please me? No, Shut I do up. I do think, it, look, as you said, Labrador are going pretty strong at the moment. So, yeah, no, I think the Cats will get the job done, but... Grange versus Surface... Oh, again, tough one, mate. I'm going to go with
1: surface, being the local Gold Coast boy. Right, yeah. And, go, and going on how Palm Beach's form has been, you think Redland, who have been red hot, yeah, should be able to knock them off, right? They haven't lost a game yet, so the Sharks are that one, mate. All right, bounce down. Two o'clock for all those games today. Season 2023, Red Joes are open. For the NAB, AFL, Ozkick and Club Footy, sign up at play.afl forward slash Kick. Break will be back shortly on Saturdays in the southeast on SCNQ 693. AM Brisbane, 1620 on the Goldie.
0: Considering a buyer's agent? Visit edwardspropertyco.com.au. This is SEN Saturdays in the Southeast. It's all about health, wealth and footy. Wealth Depot helps achieve your financial goals. This is Saturdays in the Southeast on SEN.
1: Yeah, welcome back to the show. If you're listening through SCN 1620 on the Gold Coast or SCN 693 AM in Brizzy, welcome to the show. Myself, Jason Matthews and Jakey Edwards here uh, this morning. We look at everything health, wealth and, and footy. Great chat with David Armitage, uh, former St Kilda player, mate. That was, we've got to get him back in, Jake. He was outstanding.
2: Yeah, he's a good man, Dave. My five incredible games at Carlton, two of them were against St Kilda, so the opportunity <laughs> to run out against him at the MCG and also... Oh, I
1: think it was probably back when I was playing back then, Colonial' it's probably called. <laughs> yeah, right? yeah, of course it would have been It's had a few changes. Now you're from Edwards Property Co. Um, and your your expertise, obviously is is wealth and and real estate. you you help clients all the time find homes in what is a demanding market. Mm-hmm. Uh, and this is brought to you by Wealth Depot, it helps achieve your financial goals. i want to I want to talk to you about um, I'm just coming because there's a few things in real estate I don't understand. And a lot of our listeners, might be like this as well auctions versus off markets. Now, are you better off? Um, well, first of all, explain to us we know what an auction is. An off market is when you might have a buyer's agent like you, right, Jake? Yep, and um, you'll hear you might hear about properties coming up before they're advertised. So, if you buy a property before it's advertised, is that what's considered an off market? Is that right?
2: Yeah, that's probably a pretty clean understanding, mate, of what an off market is. Like, my personal understanding and what I communicate to our clients is literally, I've got a client's brief at the moment that he's very clear on what he wants and where he wants to buy. I've been knocking on doors the last two weeks. Yeah, wow. Yeah, so walking down the streets in Palm Beach there and knocking on doors and just getting any interest from any potential sellers. So that to me is a traditional off market, has no engagement with the sales agent at all. But nowadays, what's perceived as an off-market would be a lot of sales agents will have a, a database of potential sellers that do want and will sell their property for the right offer, but yeah. these people don't want to go to market. They want to do, don't want to do open homes, um, you know, all, all that type of campaign work. So there is a list and a database that's accessible, and most of the time, well,
1: all the time, uh, us buyers agents get access to those those people. So is this a relatively new thing given the current, Real estate conditions.
2: Yeah, it is. It's be more. It's much more popular at the moment, Jason. It was twelve months ago. You know, most properties were selling. It was a sellers' market. Let's list. Let's sell. Let's get as much money as we can. Whereas at the moment, stock is absolutely the biggest challenge we're having and finding with our clients. So it is more popular right now. Um, so one of the things that we do with our clients is obviously we have great relationships with sales agents. So we'll give them a call, help them understand our clients' briefs, and then yeah. Get access to those off markets, but look, I'm pretty old school how I approach things um, with our clients, and I don't mind getting out on the road and you know knocking on some doors and meeting some potential clients in the future and engaging mm. some interest to sell. So, off market for me uh, is that old school knocking on door mentality, which has been successful to be honest. <laughs> the last 12 months, we've been able to get deals done uh, away from from the sales agent side sort of things, and what it does for the seller, it helps them save sale commission. So they're avoiding uh, that process there, where I can just introduce them straight to a buyer, and then we get well, a good deal. done. Is that?
1: Yeah, it's it's a great opportunity for okay. sellers that are there to uh, offload. So let's say you want to sell. Yeah, you've got a house. You're thinking about selling at the moment. Maybe you're going to relocate or downsize. For a seller, what's a better option for them: an auction or selling off-market? Well, let's talk about some auction results. Okay,
2: the last you know quarter that we've had in the first part of this this year now in Brisbane over the weekend we had roughly around about just under 70% clearance rate on uh, on auction results okay so is that high is that yeah well it's higher than the average australian average which is sits around you know oh it's it's a little bit higher than that but the queensland average so the all all of state of queensland is about 50% um, you know which is as you know you list two properties at auction one's going to sell one's one's not so it's not mm. fantastic numbers when it comes to going to auction but to give you some comparables, Jace, this time last year, which was considered to be you know, at the peak of the, the market, um, we were 63.4% at an auction clearance in Brisbane this time last year. So what we know the last three months is that property valuation around Australia has gone up about 1%. Uh, and you know here you know, in, in Queensland, it's gone up. It doesn't seem like much, but across a, a large amount of money is, is quite a bit, a 0.1% but auctions at the moment isn't necessarily the most popular way uh, to to sell your property. What it does is with the market right now, with the banks and people you know, having to have conditions on their finance, here in Queensland, if you go to auction and you're bidding, you're declaring to the seller that you're ready to buy. So as soon as that hammer drops, you own the property. There's no There's no backing out, so your finances are in order and there's a lot of risk in doing that at an auction. So people were holding off and waiting and seeing if any of these properties get passed in because at the moment of it being passed in, then you'll start getting these offers that are subject to finance, subject to certain conditions. Uh, Just given the the landscape at the moment with with
1: the banks and the interest rate hikes. Uh, To me, and I'm not trying to, you know, rubbish any real estate agents because I'm not. Off market seems to be the way to go, doesn't it? I mean, you know, you save commissions and, you know, if you don't sell, you don't sell. And that's probably good for someone who's not really like desperate to sell. Like, oh, if I get the right price, great, it's gone. If not, I'll just stay here. And I know friends have been selling trying to sell a home for a while, and they're like, well, if I don't get the right price, I'm not selling because what's the point? I've got to go and pay more for something else. Yeah, so, the,
2: yeah. the other pros and cons with auctions is, you know, the, the pro is is that you can go to market, okay? So you can put it out there and and let's see what uh, happens.
1: Interstate but, buyers.
2: Yeah, and, and things like that, you know, and, and the, but the cons are is that you're paying for a campaign. So there's money involved in running an auction campaign. Um, right. You're stretching out the duration of four to six weeks. There's more repayments involved. So you, you do balance it up, um, but my, you got to pay for an auctioneer. Yeah, absolutely. Yep. So once the hammer drops, there's a fee that comes out uh, with the, the success of that uh, auction happening. So, yeah, it's um, in my personal opinion, professional opinion at the moment, is that if you can avoid auctions and get a deal done behind closed doors, that is absolutely the way to go. There are circumstances that you, you do need to go to auction. So it could be a deceased estate or, you know, there could be a divorce in a relationship yep. and yeah, you got sure. take it to market and then whatever yep. people pay for that, that's just how it is. But most circumstances right now, uh, the best success we're having with our clients over the last four to six, eight weeks has is, is been that private treaty. Um, getting a good understanding of what the expectation is from the seller of just, just give us a number, you know, yep. what is it that you're after? My job as a buyer's agent is to tell you whether or not you, you're kidding yourself or, okay, well, you're, you're in the right range. Uh, and this is where we think it kind of, you know, the, the property's worth and then we get a deal done between there. So, yeah, yep. and it saves a lot of stress, yeah. a lot of hassle. Have you auctioned a property before, Jace? No. No, no it, I don't it's, want to. It's stressful, mate. It. It's bloody Rah. stressful for a lot of people.
1: No, nah, mm. I, I prefer to sell it with no commission. So you just got me thinking. Now, yeah. this is general advice only, by the way. Seek uh, professional advice if you want some more. I'm sure Jake will help you out with that. Before we go to break, Jake, you know, we're knocking on all the doors. Did, did anyone say, hey, you're that bloke who was on maths. <laughs> did, many, did you get that at all? Did you know? It happens all the time, actually. Does it? <laughs> yeah. i got a does. mate. i got a mate who was in the second season of Big Brother, and he still cops sure. it. You know what, Chase,
2: when I first started into the game at boys' agency, one of the things I picked up on very, very early to use to my strength was is that most um, sales agencies have a receptionist. The receptionist ah. most often would have watched Married yes. at First Sight. Uh, yep. So it was a nice icebreaker for me to walk into many, many sales agencies over the last two years and then start a conversation around my experience on the show. Oh, by the way. He's your sales agent here. We'd love to have a chat to him. Yeah, no. Nice. So I've been able to leverage
1: it quite well, mate, to get to well meet done, a lot, mate. A lot of great very, people. You are very, very, very good. And you would have, um, and of course, they would chance to rubbish Beck as well. Your wife on that that show. Anyway, we'll talk about that another time. Yeah. Uh, Wealth Depot. We focus on improving financial knowledge to help clients live their best life. Uh, we're going to go to a break. We'll check out some mental uh, well being in just a moment. and Find out what we're up to this weekend in the southeast. This is Saturdays in the southeast on SEN.
0: Considering a buyer's agent, visit edwardspropertyco.com.au. This is SEN Saturdays in the Southeast. It's all about health, wealth, and footy.
1: Leah, welcome back to the show. Jason Matthews and Jake Edwards with you this morning. On your Saturday morning, um, we're doing it on SENQ, 693 AM Brizzy and 1620 SEN on the Gold Coast. Last week, we we, we try and cover off. Uh, health being mental and physical health, wealth, you know, money, finance, uh, property, Jake, which you, you're very experienced in. Also uh, footy, you've been experienced in that. I watch it. Uh, but mental wellbeing, um, and it's, last week we covered off on men's physical health uh, and I think we should, all, and women's, I think tonight, today we should have a look at uh, the mental health and what we need to do. If we are struggling a bit, Jake, and you've got a lot of experience in this area, mate, um, yeah, how do you? Uh, my first question to you: if if I'm struggling and I'm feeling a, you know, I'm feeling overwhelmed, uh, what wh- what do I do? You know, how do I raise it with, say, my wife or, you know, my parents or my mates? How do you how do you do that? Because sometimes you feel it's just too hard. Yeah, you do, Jake, and
2: it's still a, a considerable amount of stigma attached to us blokes reaching out and being open and honest and talking to our family and friends and I think where you do need to start is just with the self-admission that you you do need some help and there's something not right Um, and then having the the courage and the confidence to sit down with a friend or family member and actually have that conversation with them. Um, On the flip side of that there's a one of the questions I get, used to get asked all the time was around, look, I I, I can see my mate, he, he's not he's not doing well, okay? I can see it. But every time I go up to him, um, I've asked him four or five times, hey, mate, are you okay? What's the general answer you'd get, Jace, if I come and asked you? How you going, mate? You all right? Yeah, I'm all right, mate. Yeah, I'm all right. And it's frustrating for friends and family who can see that, you know, someone's struggling and they just can't get through to them and they can't get them to open up. So I, I used to use this analogy uh, using sport again as a, as a vehicle to communicate this. And this is a great tip for anyone out there who's in a position that, yeah, they're trying to help their mate, but they can't get through to them. Look at it like this. Now, if you're in a coaching environment, sorry, if, if you're in a sporting club environment, you, you've got the head coach. Now, you've got 22 players that are trying to take in the information that your coach is giving you. Let's say it's a game plan, okay? That game plan's been spoken to you probably every day for the last six months and not all 22 blokes in that room are going to understand it in the exact same way. Sometimes some players need to hear it from someone else. So if I'm a player sitting there and I'm listening to the coach go, yeah, I get it, mate, I get it, but I I don't quite fully understand it. Sometimes the same messaging um, said in in a different way from an assistant coach in a private environment can sometimes be the difference in me going, oh, I absolutely understand that now or getting me away from a, a classroom environment and getting me out onto the footy ground and walking me through it as an assistant coach, teaching me the game plan. Sometimes it's just about the way you deliver. Hey, mate, how are you going? Are you okay? Maybe it needs to come from your assistant coaches in your life. So look at it like a a, a brother or an uncle, or an auntie, or someone who you know that person respects in their life. So, this is what I would do I would go to that person and say, Hey, mate, have you noticed that that Jason's not doing too well? Like, I've asked him a couple of times now. I don't think the message is quite getting through. Uh, and he, he or she might say to you, Yeah, mate, I've, I've noticed that as well. Um, and then I would say to, so you, mate, could you would you mind just you know pulling him aside when you get a chance and just having a chat to him and maybe a different voice in a different environment might might actually you know help him actually open it up because it's just not working um, from from my end. So I use that coaching analogy as a great way to set an example for families or you know sporting clubs. The sometimes hearing it from a different person in a different environment is is, is the difference. Um, and on the flip side, as you said earlier, mate, getting a, a young man to open up confidently, um, it, it's tough. It, it is tough, um, but we always want to encourage them to, to
1: feel safe, to know they've got the right people around them and to uh, to reach out. Jake, but it's, it, it is hard to get people to talk about their problems. It, re, it really is. But, you know, sometimes it, it, do you need to tackle that? Could it be just you take them out in an environment and maybe go and have a hit of golf with them or, you know, go to the footy, watch the footy, have a couple of beers that just gets them out of how they may be feeling even if it's just for an hour mate at least at least they can just leave all their troubles behind or what they their perceived problems behind Mm. um you know because some people aren't great at extracting that information out of people
2: yes some people
1: aren't good at giving that information up so if you do spot that is it handy if you just take them out of that environment just go and do something completely different go fishing for a few hours
2: yeah uh you, you hit the nail on the head jace like let's let's identify it together, you and I right now, okay, So what would be you think, the three best
1: environments to get a young male in to talk about how he's feeling? Well, something that I would actually get him to do something that they like doing that they're maybe not doing. they've stopped doing, whether it's mm-hmm. playing a bit of footy, a bit of sport, something like that., uh, just getting out of the current environment probably would be another one, whether that's going to the pub just for a beer. I mean, alcohol is probably not the best solution for something like that, but I'm, yeah, I, I would, think, yeah, but of course, but you know, maybe, yeah, maybe just getting out and, and doing something they love. I go, mate, what are you doing this weekend? I've got nothing on. Do you want to, what do you want to do? Yeah. And that's a question. I, and I wouldn't even talk about having any, I've noticed you, you know, you don't seem yourself. Um, if they trust you and you're in a, a comfortable environment, I would then think that they might open up to you. Yeah. So the, the, those
2: are all great examples, mate, of, of, of how you can get your mate into a, a good environment. But three areas that I, I would I would put to the listeners, listeners now would be the actual number one best places discovered by um, Movember is actually driving in the car. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, so get in the car. Um, the next one's camping. And then yeah. after that would be a game of golf. Um, there you go. I can just, just look, laugh at my performance. Yeah, or that. Yeah, make anyone happy, I'm sure. But just those eyes looking forward, you know, without that kind of intimate setting. And you're right, don't ask them directly around it. Just have conversation. Treat them like yeah. a mate and they'll
1: open up. All right, mate, we have got to go. It's been a great show tonight. Good luck to the Lions. They host the Bombers at the Gavit tonight, 7.25. Jakey, enjoy the rest of your week and weekend, I should say. We'll Super. be back next week, Saturdays in the southeast here on SCN. Have a good one.